brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that sends 5% of your monthly plan price to your favorite charity. No contracts, nationwide coverage, risk-free guarantee. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. How hard is it to follow basic instructions? One critique we often hear from people, very, we'll call them modern Catholics, is that there are too many rules in Catholicism and we all need to lighten up a little bit. That critique is based on the fact that a lot of things in the life of a Catholic is very much governed by the church, right down to a lot of details, and nothing more so than the distribution and the administration of the sacraments. We got news on Monday that Archbishop Nauman up in Kansas City had discovered that at some of his parishes, through word of mouth from some seminarians, that not a single mass offered there for several years was valid. How do we know that? Because they were using invalid matter. They were using the wrong kind of wine. Some might think this is not a big deal, but the church has said since the very beginning that only certain kinds of wine can be used. Thus, the blood was not confected. This becomes an issue because at the holy sacrifice of the mass, at the altar, when the, when the miracle transubstantiation occurs, the sacrifice is only completed, transubstantiation is only completed when both the Eucharist in the bread and in the, in the, and in the precious blood are consumed by the priest. That is, when it's fi- that is when the whole process is finished. And they discovered that if there, that there was no proper wine being used at some of these parishes, multiple parishes. And the archbishop did not identify, at least according to the official media reports at Pillar Catholic, what parishes these were. But they were using invalid matter. Meaning the precious blood was never consumed by the priest, meaning the sacrifice was never offered. Multiple priests have chimed in on this, all saying the same thing. Rome has to intervene to get those mass intentions corrected, to have them rectified somehow. I don't know how Rome will do it, if they'll do it, if they care enough, frankly, given the state of things. But we have seen something horrible here, that numerous masses in Kansas were invalid for years. This is not something to be taken lightly. This is the kind of thing that, not the first time we've heard this, do you remember those baptism stories that came out a few years ago? Invalid baptisms. A priest right here in my own archdiocese in Oklahoma City discovered, making the national Catholic media, that he was invalidly baptized. It was a priest who found out he was invalidly baptized because he found his parents' videotape of his baptism. And he did not follow the rubric. The parish priest who baptized him didn't follow the rubrics for his baptism. He received all the sacraments in the matter of two days, <laughs> conditional baptism, conditional confirmation, all the rest of it, and then was reordained as a priest, all conditionally. There's a very real problem right now in the modern church, and it really is part of that spirit of Vatican II, a spirit that tells us we can do what we want, that the rules don't matter. The new mass is designed to be customizable by the priest. You've seen that you've had to have run into this at some point if you attend the new mass. You've traveled, maybe just in your own diocese, and unless the, your bishop is particular about how the mass is to be said, how the mass is to be offered, 
you can go to one parish and then another parish just a few miles away. And the Mass is very different from each parish to parish because the Mass is customizable to a, to a certain degree at, at any rate. And that thinking bleeds into other things. And not just in you know which Eucharistic prayer is going to be used, which preface, all these other things, but how the priest treats the Holy Sacrifice himself. And this is probably the most horrifying example of this. So here is the quote from Pillar Catholic on from the letter that they obtained that they has not been made public yet, and I hope it does get made public, but they obtained this letter from the Archdiocese of Kansas City, Kansas, from Archbishop Nauman, and here's what he, here's what he had to say. Quote, It has been recently been reported by two priests having served in three different parishes that are that upon their appointment to these parishes, they soon discovered the long-term use of wines that were in fact invalid matter for the confection of the Eucharist, Archbishop Joseph Nauman noted in a May 31st letter obtained by the pillar. As a result, he wrote, in those parishes, for any number of years, all masses were invalid, and therefore the intentions for which those masses were offered were not satisfied, including the obligation pastors have to offer mass for the people. This is a gravely serious situation for which we must now petition the Holy See for guidance on restorative matters, end quote. Now, if you're wondering, did you meet your Sunday obligation to go to Mass? Yes, you did. Almost certainly, and I'm sure Rome and every bishop who's going to comment on this in the coming days will say you met you as a Catholic. If you went to attended one of those Masses, and if you find out that you attended a Mass that was invalid for a reason like that, that you fulfilled your Sunday obligation, and here's why. Because you intended to go to Mass. You did everything you were supposed to do. You went to Mass. If you received the Eucharist, I'm hoping you went to confession and were in a state of grace before you received, you did everything you were supposed to do. This is not your fault as a layperson. This is on the priests who did this and their seminary formations, their seminary formatters, and frankly, on the bishops. This is what we've gotten for decades. That's, again, those invalid baptisms. You do not forget those. How many people out there were invalidly baptized? You know, after a few of those stories broke a couple of years ago, all of a sudden you had a lot of lay people contacting their, their dioceses, wondering how they were able to find out if their baptism was valid or not, and getting conditionally rebaptized if their diocese would permit them to. I don't know how this is going to be handled, folks, but this is deadly serious. So let's talk. Let's go check in with Father Z, who over on his blog, he had this to say. He reminds us that wine for mass can only be used to be made from grapes. The wine for mass can only be made from grapes. It's the only thing it can be in it. Yes, there'll be some preservatives and that kind of thing. But he goes over, he goes over a whole like exhaustive list of the different kinds of wines that can be used for mass. But he describes the canon law requirements for valid mass in this way. Quote, we read in Redemptionis Sacramentum, quote, Wine that is used in the most sacred celebration of the Eucharistic sacrifice must be natural from the fruit of the grape, pure and incorrupt, not mixed with other substances. It is altogether forbidden to use wine of doubtful authenticity or provenance, for the church requires certainty regarding conditions necessary for the validity of the sacraments, nor are other drinks of any kind to be admitted for any reason, as they do not constitute valid matter. There can be some additives as preservatives. It is of divine institution that the only substances for transubstantiation are, for the host, bread made from wheat, and for the precious blood, wine made from grapes or raisins, desiccated grapes, end quote. 
pretty straightforward. As he says earlier in that article, the priest's instructions are to say the red and do the black. You're supposed to follow the instructions. And so much in your life as a Catholic, regardless of whatever office you may or may not hold, your job is to essentially say the red and do the black. You're supposed to follow the basic rules because the church, as instituted by Christ, has the power of binding and loosing. That's it. It's pretty straightforward. And yet, for some reason, we are plagued by priests who are innovators. The spirit of innovation, the spirit of inventiveness, the spirit of trying new things to make the Mass entertaining. If they're willing to do that, one wonders if they actually believed in the real presence. But this isn't, of course, the only thing like this we've seen. In the aftermath of this, we saw some other horrifying sto uh, stories come out. Now, these are anecdotes. Take them with a grain of salt if you like. But I generally trust the sources on this because these are anecdotes that are from people that I trust. One report I saw said that seminarians caught a sacristan in a parish replacing consecrated hosts for mass with unconsecrated hosts, meaning they were filling the ciborium with more unconsecrated hosts mixed in with consecrated hosts because they didn't think there were enough. These were to be mixed again with already consecrated hosts, meaning the new hosts would not be consecrated, meaning anybody who received one of them was not receiving the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ when they received one because they were simply eating a wafer. These were not going to be on the altar during the consecration. These were going to be brought out afterwards to fill in the, the cups that the uh, Eucharistic ministers, because this was going to be Adenova sort of parish almost certainly, were going to be using to, dis to distribute the Eucharist. By the way, if you kneel before one of those in an act of adoration, as a Catholic should, guess what you're doing? You're committing an act of material idolatry because that is not the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. It is a wafer. But you don't know which one it is, so there's no sin there. Not for you, anyway. Another report I saw said that a layman found tortilla chips in tabernacles at one parish. Yeah. The same person reported that in another instance he found in a parish where the opened, unconsecrated wine bottle should have been stored, because sometimes the wine, when they're refilling the, when they're refilling the, the vessels for the consecration, there's still wine left over in the bottle, so they store it in a place that's appropriate for it. Where they found one of those, they found grape juice instead in a bottle. Yeah, like you might find at some particularly odd and uniquely American Protestant worship center. That's what they found. This is a much bigger problem than I think Archbishop Nauman might be willing to publicly admit that is. Most of the bishops today in the church aren't willing to admit just how widespread of a problem this is. And yet we have a lot of stories like this. So what do you do? I refrain from telling people, like a lot of traditionalist commentators will say, get out of the Novus Ordo. I cannot make that decision for you, but I will tell you that it was stories like this that got me to motivated to drive 45 minutes sometimes and 90 minutes each way to get to Mass, to a traditional Mass for my family, because we didn't have to worry about this stuff there. The priests who are attracted to the traditional Latin Mass or Eastern Masses, if you prefer the Eastern Divine Liturgies, they are not usually ones taken by the spirit of innovation, regardless of whichever traditionalist priestly fraternity or Eastern Rite that they belong to. They're not taken by the spirit of innovation, the spirit of Vatican II. If you worry about this, and if it is an option for you, I would suggest considering it. But ultimately, that is your decision to make. But I will tell you this much, this does feed into all the rhetoric that you see from a lot of harder-line traditionalists about the validity or alleged non-validity of the Novus Ordo. 
I'm not saying it's not not a valid mask, but many do. And these stories definitely feed into that because guess what? Those vases were not valid, as Archbishop Nauman himself said. Let me know if you're in the, the Archdiocese of Kansas City, Kansas, and you, if this is the first you're hearing about this, or if this has started sending shockwaves through your diocese, let me know in the comments, please. Let me know if you've heard of this happening in your diocese if you're not there, and what you would do if this, had, if this did start becoming publicly known that this was a problem in your diocese as well. Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help, so does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.